This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. So hi everyone, it's Deanna with the Not Lukewarm Podcast, and I am super excited today. I have uh, an author with us, Lisa Hendy, and she's going to be talking with us about her book, I Am God's Storyteller. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Deanna. It's great to be with you. I am. I have followed your work for a long time, and uh, full dis- disclosure to all who are listening, um, I do write for uh, Catholic Mom, which is a website that Lisa founded a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there are lots of great things on Catholic Mom, but today we're going to focus on your, uh, your writing of children's books, which is a little bit different than what you do on Catholic Mom. So tell us a little, little bit about this book that we're talking about today. Yes. So I Am God Storyteller is my first picture book. I often tell people that I'm like regressing an age of readers because I started off with adult nonfiction and then went to writing chapter books um, for kids. And, um, and then this is my first um, picture book for children. And, um, it, you know, the, the goal of the book is really to kind of look at the the real gift of sharing our faith through stories, um, our love for Jesus, our, our belovedness um, by God, um, and the way that, you know, our um, Christian heritage has always used story to kind of um, teach those principles. And then to really, in the second part of the book, we really look at empowering kids specifically, you know, to use their own giftedness um, in the many different ways and the many different abilities and gifts and talents that they have um, to share that same story of love with other people in their life. And so it's a really fun project because I think it's really, it's both um, something that informs and hopefully also something that inspires and encourages. I read, I read it this morning. Um, and as I was reading it, I thought, what a beautiful story because you start off with the story of creation and then how God used so many different people. You bring up so many great people from the Old Testament, uh, Moses and Judith and David, and just a whole, a whole slew of Old Testament people, which I think is great because sometimes I, I wonder if we forget in our desire to teach children about Jesus, which of course Jesus is very important, we forget sometimes about the Old Testament. And so you brought that all in so beautifully, just the whole history. Yeah, that was kind of intentional for us to really go back and look at, um, you know, who are these characters? And oftentimes they're just sort of names on a page. And especially for little kids that, that we can get overwhelmed by the Old Testament. And so I really wanted to distill down to the fact that somebody like David for is a great example, that when we look at the Psalms, those were David's songs, David's way of sharing all the emotions that were in his heart. Um, both, you know, both praise for God, but also sometimes anger and fear and concern. And that, you know, through those stories, he teaches us something about himself and the world that he was living in. Yeah, it was very interesting to me. So um, I could talk more about the content of the, the text, but I don't want to forget about the illustrations, because as you mentioned, it's your first picture book. Uh, and how did you come about finding the illustrator and arrive 
at the pictures, the style that you did? So that's actually a work of the Holy Spirit, I'll say for sure. So when I did my first children's books, Chime Travelers, we had illustrations in those books. Those are chapter books, but they featured, each book featured about 20 illustrations. So I had worked with an illustrator before, and I knew that under most circumstances, when you're the author and you're not an author illustrator yourself, you don't get to choose your illustrator unless you're, you know, someone way more famous than I am. So I knew that there would be, you know, a selection process. And thankfully then the publisher for this book, which is Paraclete Press, they're a really great Christian publisher. They, um, my editor there gave me quite a lot of a voice in that process. And he asked me when I was first considering doing the book with them, if I had anyone in mind. And I said, you know, I really don't, I'm open to a lot of different people. And, um, we kind of tossed some names around, but one day he sent me an email and said, Um, I received this um, resume on my desk um, very recently, and it's from a very young man. He's never done a book before, but his his name caught my eye because he went to the same university as you. I'm a grad of the University of Notre Dame. And he said, he's really young. He's actually still a senior in college, if you can imagine that. But he's a theology and a design major. And um, his work really struck me. And so do you want to take a look at his portfolio? And I was like, as soon as I heard Notre Dame, I thought, okay, Okay, sold. But once I saw his art and how creative he is, I was so thrilled. And and I, in many ways, um, as you and I were discussing before, you know, illustration is an entirely new way of telling a story. And so for me to see his name is Eric, um, to see Eric's artwork. Um, to see what he created with the words that I wrote, which was so it's just a, such a treat when you're the author to get to see how somebody else conceives of your work. And the way he told the stories through his art was just inconceivably amazing and awesome. So it was really great. And we've met in person a few times and the book came out shortly before his college graduation. So we even got to do a book signing at our university the weekend of his graduation, which was great. Oh, that is really nice. That is really nice. I love the illustrations. I think they are, they're very vivid and they're very bold, but I've, I've seen some books for children that they look very cartoonish and kind of fake and, and I don't, that doesn't appeal to me. And I think these strike a really good balance um, that they'll engage children and still be interesting to them. You know, they're not babyish, uh, but they're, they're just really beautiful. I really liked them. Um, what was your inspiration for this? Because it's so different from your other work. <laughs> My other work. I'll tell you, it was the children that I was meeting. When I wrote the Chime Traveler series, I was doing and still continue to do a lot of school visits. So both um, in person and over the computer by Skype, I've been in classrooms literally around the world. And one of the themes that I was always talking with um, the kids about when we excuse me, when we'd get together was, you know, how a book is born. And then um, also, so walking them through the publishing process, but also trying to encourage them that, you know, within each of them is a storyteller. And so whether that storyteller comes out in the means of, you know, you writing words, or whether it's through pictures that you love to draw or a dance you like to do or a song you love to sing that God uses each of us to tell the stories. And I, I, the more I was sharing that message in in the elementary schools, the more I realized 
I'm really in love with this message and I want to do a book just about this. <laughs> and so thankfully the opportunity came um, to make this book. And I think it's, it's kind of a universal message, both for people of faith, but really for anybody who lives in family and loves um, one another and loves the world around them that, you know, we communicate our lives through story. And so that's something that from the youngest age um, we share with our children. So I think that's really true. Um, I loved that last part of the book after you tell the Old Testament stories, you talk about Jesus, and then you talk about what you just mentioned, that everyone is a storyteller, that, but we use different gifts to tell our stories, whether you're singing or dancing or, or playing music or you know, drawing or artwork, all of that. And I thought, what a beautiful message to give to children who sometimes think what they give to the world is maybe not that important. Right. Or that they're not good enough um, right. yet at what they do. I mean, right. I used to say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not an artist because I can only draw a stick figure or whatever. I'm not, I can't draw like X, Y, Z person. I really hope when they look at the books that kids will not only find um, a little bit of themselves in that message, but we also were really intentional about trying to um, include diversity in the book and really that any kid who picked this up would find a character that maybe looked something like them um, that reminded them of themselves because we look for that and in things that inspire us. Yes, it's true um, because we want to, we want to show children, especially that we need them. You know, right. the world needs them and the world needs their voice, no matter what their voice is like and how it expresses itself. So what age group would you say this book is for? I'm going to say zero to 99. <laughs> <laughs> Officially, so it's a picture book, but it's not yes. a picture book with two or three words on the page. So for younger children, it's definitely a read aloud. Um, there aren't a lot of hard words in it, but, but it's a, you know, it's a, a lengthy text. Um, reading it aloud takes maybe, I think I have it down to about 18 minutes to read it out okay. loud. Um, sometimes you know this cause you're, uh, you have children, little ones in your life. And as a grandmother, um, sometimes you want a shorter bedtime story. So I've been known to skip a page or two. Um, but it also engages, I think kids up to about fourth or fifth grade because there is so much there. Um, and so much to chew on. So um, I've had visits to schools. I've had, I've read it to kindergartners. I've read it to sixth graders. So, yeah. and I think I, that what it can be also is a starting point for conversations and families. So hopefully they'll pick it up. And, you know, if a mom is reading this to her children or a grandfather reading it to his grandchildren, that it'll just be a, that maybe at some point they'll put the book down and start talking about their own stories. Yeah. I also think that uh, kids, no matter how old they are, I think like to be read aloud to. Um, years ago, uh, many, many years ago, I was a teacher. And even in middle school, you know, the kids would come back from lunch and they'd be sort of, you know, sleepy and, and quiet until, you know, you read a chapter of a book. And who would think about doing that with, you know, seventh or eighth graders, but they love it. And so I could see that this book would be good, um, you know, even, even for middle schoolers, um, because it encourages them to tell their story at the end. 
Yeah, and I think um, especially with the middle school crowd, that one thing that I often talk with them about when I share the book with older kids or these themes with older kids, you know, story is a part of their lexicon now because of social media. So, so many of them yeah. are, you know, on some place like Instagram or TikTok where sharing your story, you know, is, is the lingo that they use. Um, that wasn't intentional, but it's a happy byproduct to be able to say to them that, you know, when you use these tools, which social media platforms are really storytelling tools, you know, you should do so in a way that brings joy and, and offers respect and dignity to people. Um, and so we, we want to be present in those places to share our story because we have the greatest story to tell. Um, and even if we're not being overtly faith oriented in our, in our sharing, that just remembering that, you know, God created us to be um, people who share love in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I think that's a, an excellent message for always. Um, and especially right now with just different things that are happening in the world. Um, you know, we need to know that people care about each other and that our stories are important and that everyone deserves to be listened to you know, no matter what the circumstance. So I really, um, the book is, it's beautiful. Uh, and I think it's definitely appealing. And I've actually been waiting um, a little bit to, to get a couple of copies for my grandchildren um, until they were a little bit older. They're like, they're two, one, they're five months, one and two. So they don't sit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sit. Um, but they do love stories. Um, you need the books that you can eat right now at this phase yes, of life. They, yes, they like to eat, especially the two young ones. And going on the path that I'm going on, who knows that maybe in a few years that'll be where I am, is like, book, story, cow. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, all, all stories are important, right? They're all important. Um, and I think... It just, from, from reading, I saw you also had a list of tips in the book for parents mm -hmm. and uh, educators. And one, I think the first one was to read voraciously to your, to your children. And I thought that's so key because when you do that, they learn how to read and they learn how to tell a story, even if they're just babbling, right? You can hear it in their inflection and in their, their tone and all the rest of it and their excitement. And so then when they're really ready to tell stories, they, they'll know how to do it. You know, and I think that's really, really key as well. Um, I think it's wrong. important for our kids that they witness us, you know, not just with our words telling them, oh, go read a book or go pray, but, you know, that they see us pick up our Bible, they see us pray, they see us enjoy a book. And there's, you know, we teach with our words, but oftentimes we teach even more with our actions. And so kind of witnessing that for them or circling it into your relationship with them. I mean, to me, my kids are grown now, but I mean, some of my very fondest memories are spent time that we spent over books um, as a family. And, you know, we read and did audiobooks together long after my kids just read up a storm and both of them do. And I mean, long after they could read to themselves, we were still sitting on the back porch listening to Redwall together as a family yeah. or reading books aloud together because we just loved it. We love sharing that. Yeah. I think, again, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. You can't go wrong with, you can't read too much you can't go wrong with reading to them. And this book really puts together all the wonderful things I often talk about on this podcast is that we want to 
talk about the truth, beauty, and goodness of our faith. And this book is true. It is a beautiful book and it's full of goodness. And so it really pulls everything together very nicely in the book, I Am God's Storyteller. And I just, I loved it. And uh, I'm excited to be able to, to share it with my listeners. Um, what else do you want to tell us, Lisa, about what you have going on? Any special project? Oh, well, you know, as we record, we're in, in, we're in summer mode. It's June. I live out here in Los Angeles. So it's a beautiful day outside. And um, I'm right now kind of putting final edits together for my next children's book, which is called I'm a Saint in the Making, that kind of takes the same model of looking at those we call saints, people who are saints or saintly, um, and then, you know, answering our own call to sainthood. And um, it's really exciting this summer because I have a team of summer interns, volunteers that are working with me, also from Notre Dame, six very talented college students who are working with me to create a virtual mission that we're going to be taking out to Catholic schools or in, and Christian schools around the country with that theme. Um, something that you can easily unpack with your students. Um, so it'll include like a student component. Um, so kind of meet the author kind of thing. And then a little um, retreat thing for teachers and then an evening for parents, um, like a, just to encourage them around the same theme. So I'm really excited to be working with these students um, right now to pull that together so that it'll release in October when the new book comes out. Very nice. That sounds very, very exciting. And I will think that that will be, I would think it's going to be on your website, all that information yes. when it comes Lisa out. LisaHendy.com. Great. Yeah. And as always, I drop all those links in the show notes so you can find out more about Lisa and her work at lisahendy.com and also follow her on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram where she shares her story uh, as she is encouraging all of the children who read I Am God's Storyteller and adults. We all need, we all need to share our story and have our voices be heard. So one last thing. Um, do we have a not lukewarm challenge? Did we think and of something? Not, to remind me of the context of this, so that I make sure that I pronounce it in the correct way. <laughs> okay, so each, each week I offer my listeners a challenge to help them live a more fully authentic, in, enlivened faith. Something that, so they're not lukewarm. Okay, so I am challenging all of the listeners, including myself, um, to tell one story of love this week and to listen to one story of love this week. And especially for your listening, um, I challenge you to go to somebody who maybe is unheard in your life. And um, I spent some time yesterday with my mother-in-law, who's very dear to me, and she lives about an hour away. And we went over to have brunch with her, and we started a conversation about some of her siblings and her um, her parents' siblings growing up. And you know, it was so lovely just to sit and to listen to her share those old family stories. And so, is there somebody in your life who? who you can say, just tell me a story this week um, and see what happens when you ask that question. That's my challenge. I think that is a great, not lukewarm challenge, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And uh, I look forward to seeing your new work as it comes out. And again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. And thank you everybody for listening for all you do to, to share God's story of love. 
Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.